The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. The human torch was denied a banquet. How now, brown cow? <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. We're, I'm Zach. I mean, forgot to introduce myself then. Wow. That's how off track we are. We're Zach. We are Legion. Yes. Cool. Welcome, everyone, uh, to another episode of the podcast that does stuff. We're going to do a race recap. Yay! Yay! Return of the race recap. First recap for 2023. Yeah, first race we've done in a while. What was the last race you did before this? The marathon. The Melbourne marathon. I think so. In October, yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be. Where are we? January, yeah. We're now in February now. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. It's February 2nd. Groundhog Day! Is it? Yeah. Oh, really? I did not know that. Indeed. Okay. Bill Murray's... uh, Trapped in a loop somewhere. Somewhere. Do you know how long he was trapped in that loop for? You know, there are theories online. Yes. Um, I've gone is, deep. Yeah, so have I. It's really interesting. <laughs> Anywhere from like a, th- a, like a thousand days to like 10,000 years. I've heard 10,000 years. I've heard, yeah. t- I like 10,000 years. Because you'd, you'd have to be, because like the amount of things that he perfects, ice sculpture, piano, different language, uh, not even a different language, but a, like a medieval different language, mm. poetry, re- memorizing poetry. Uh, learning how to basically take care of everything in that town. I reckon mm. anything less than like a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be <clears throat> impossible because yeah. each of those things you can't develop. Yeah, I don't know mastery mm. without. Yeah, it's more than ten thousand hours. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And it's it's interesting. Like when you watch, you know, when you watch it over. Uh, over and over again. <laughs> uh, like there are certain scenes in there where you start to think, where I start to think anyway. Like when he's in the in the banquet hall and he's playing the piano, and I'm always like, I wonder how many times he did that over and over again. But like he would screw up a note, and then he'd have to go and do the whole thing. Yeah, over again. he has to redo the entire day. Get it right, just so he can get to that performance at the end of the day and redo it and get it perfect. Mm. And that one time where spoilers. He breaks the loop. Yeah. Was that the best time ever for him? Or was he going through that day thinking, oh, well, I'll just be back here again tomorrow? Yeah. it's I, I, I kind of look like look at it as that was his perfect day. And it was a perfect run. Yeah. 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 Um, just, yeah. It's just an interesting, like, there's so many deep dives you can do about that movie. It's mm. like, you could go into it. We should start a movie podcast. We should. We really should. Yeah. Um, and Groundhog Day is kind of like what it's like to be on some of these training routines and kind of what it's like to be on some of these long runs and kind of what it's like to be back here on the podcast talking about the Sunset Series at the zoo. Yeah. We've done one of these recap podcasts before. Feels like yesterday. It feels really soon. You know, it's it's yeah. it's funny. I have a bunch of memories popping up on my phone about mm. the last Sunset Series, mm. uh, the zoo, yep. you know, about a year ago today, obviously. Uh, well, this week. And it's just, it's interesting to look back at those metrics and dive in. And it's like, you know, certain things didn't get better, but certain other things did get better. And, you know, in comparison to, say, the number of racers, things got really better. It's just an interesting, interesting to look back. Like, when you look at metrics and there are, say, specific times and you're like, oh, well, that time didn't really improve. But then you look at the deeper aspect of it like you're taking a deep dive on groundhog day you can look at yeah some of those things really did improve and you look at the bigger picture and it's like wow that really improved because i'm doing a completely different style of training right now and i'm much more having much bigger weeks and yeah let's get into it so for those of you who don't know what the uh, sunset series is um, it's done by a shoe company apparel running company here in australia called soul motive 
S-O-L-E, uh, sole motive like your feet. They put together a whole bunch of different runs um, around Victoria and Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, but this thing they do is called a Sunset Series. It used to be, there used to be something back in the day called Spring Into Shape. Okay. And that was something which they, it was, again, it was a three race series. Um, and they did that in spring to get you ready for summer. Now they're doing the Sunset Series, which is set. Uh, it's on a Wednesday evening, um, so you run as the sun is going down. And normally when you finish, it's sunset time for post-race enjoyment and everything. But the unique thing about this is it's not at one location. It's right. three different locations uh, around Melbourne. The first one being the Melbourne Zoo. That's right. So there's the Melbourne Zoo, then there's the Tan, and then there's... Uh, Princess Park? Princess Park. Princess Park, yeah. yeah. I have yet to do the tan. Like last year, I signed up for the three races, but I didn't do the tan because that was like a week after... Bank. The Spartan Ultra. Spartan Ultra. So I was yeah. just like, no. You weren't doing anything after that. <laughs> I wasn't no. doing anything. I wasn't even sure I was going to survive that mm -hmm. week. Uh, but yeah, so I've done uh, the Melbourne Zoo. I've done Princess Park. I won't be doing the tan or Princess Park this year, so I've just done the one. Okay, did you get the uh, tank top? The, the gear. The no, no. Gear. And that's kind of like that's kind of like my only big... Like, to give you a background on the Sunset Series, Soul Motive, I, I think it's a great run event. I, I really enjoy it. My only gripe is that it is pretty expensive for what you get. Like, one race, depending on when you sign up, can be anywhere from 45 to $55, which doesn't sound terribly expensive. But keeping in mind, you don't get a medal no. unless you win or come in second or third. Uh, and you don't get a singlet. You can't even buy a singlet. You have to enter the three races to, to get, get, a get the singlet. Yeah. And then yeah. it's free, the singlet. Yeah. But well, it's free because you've paid for three races. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so there you go. Yeah. It's, it's like, like breakfast included at a yeah, hotel. It's like, it's like a $180 singlet or whatever mm. it is. But yeah, it, it isn't expensive. For, like $50 for a 5K yeah. with no nothing. Well, it's an 8K, isn't it? Uh, no, I did the 5K. Well, did... it's just under 5K. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then they, yes, so they have two, they generally have the two, uh, 4.75 and the 7.75. I don't yeah. know why they don't just, I don't know. Like the uh, thing that would piss me off the most <laughs> is like if I were on track for like a, like a PR 5k yeah. and then you, you cross the finish line at like 4.75 and you can't really continue going because you're in a finishing corral. You're in a finishing corral. It's yeah. not safe. It's like. If, if I just went the extra 250 meters, I would have PR'd my 5K. Now I can't because yeah. I've stopped and I've stopped my watch and it's not going to mm. count. Yeah. The, the underlying theme of this podcast, post, podcast, folks, is going to be, I like the Sunset Series, but example why I don't. Yeah. There's going to be a bit of that. I'm yeah. always unhappy with something. <laughs> so what time did it start on Wednesday? It was yesterday, wasn't it? Last uh, night. It was yesterday, yeah. yeah. So it started, so the race started at 6.30. Okay. Uh, the race village, the event village opened at 5.00. I was able to get in there a little bit earlier because, funnily enough, I had signed up early enough to get my bib posted to me, mm. but my bib never arrived. So That's pointless then. Yeah. Kind of sad. So I'm... We really I, like the Sunset Series, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I reached out to them like about a week before, well, maybe the Thursday before, and I was like, hey, just let you know, I, you know, I paid for postage. I still haven't received my bib. The race is six days away. I'm kind of getting worried. And they're like, oh, well, it has been posted. Okay, great. The check's in the mail. The check's in the mail. <laughs> but they did give me an alternative. They said, look, it hasn't arrived by Wednesday. Just go to the race village, show them your ticket, show them this email. They'll hook you up with a new bib. And I did that. So I got there. Like, it didn't come. On, it didn't come. It still hasn't arrived. So... I got there at about a quarter to five, and I walked in, just happened to see if anybody was there. Uh, they were, obviously, setting up, and I was able to get a bib real easy. Yep. No no problem, no no muss, no fuss. And 
they were really adamant about just letting me know that it was in the mail. They did post it mm-hmm. even at the race village. The guy was like, yeah, I can see here that they did post it. And I was like, no, 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 that's cool, dude. The Australian mm-hmm. post is just crazy yeah. these days. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that I get an official time. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you want right. a finishing chip. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't care if I win, lose, or draw, but I want a, f- time. a time. Yeah. <laughs> and so last night was pretty good weather, I think. Was it mm. a little warm? When it, you, you know, doing? yeah, it was funny. I was telling Aaron, like, it was probably about 20 minutes before race time. I was worried because the sun was kind of beaming down. It was kind of warm. Like, I don't think it was much warmer than, say, 25, but the sun was right there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, mm, not bad, but it's not great. Yeah. But, like, as we started, like, once the race started, it, was just, it got really cool. Yeah. I mean, not really cool, but it did... It, it the, the direct sunlight went yeah. away and it wasn't like wicking your uh, your energy out. No, of it. exactly. Yeah. So it was it was pretty I mean 8 out of 10 for race mm. conditions, 7 out of 10 okay. for race conditions. Yeah. Now the zoo course from what I remember having done it a couple of times is a real mix of surfaces, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like a weird sur- like so you basically you start out outside of the actual zoo and you run around uh, and it's a mix of concrete and crushed bit- gravel. Crushed gravel, yeah. bitumen uh, I think there's a couple stairs or a ramp or something, but it's yeah. really just such a small part of it. Uh, and then you run into the zoo and it's the, whatever the zoo is. Concrete. Concrete. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, yeah, you just basically repeat that. So do you still run past the monkeys where it's like on the wooden boardwalk type thing? Is that still there? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I will. That's the one bump. The sunset series is a great race, but <laughs> When you're running it really fast, or when you're trying to run it really fast, that's the problem with like a scenic race like this. Like I would like to do this again. Maybe next year I'll do the both races on the same day, and one of them I'll just like cruise through it and really enjoy the scenery mm. because it, you're running through the zoo. You kind of want to enjoy it, but when you're going as fast as you are, or as hard as you are, rather, it's kind of hard to do that because yeah. you're just focusing on a the person next to you or behind you or in front of you or your heart rate about to explode in your chest. So, yeah. When I've done it in the past and I've tried to PR, the problem was on the second lap, there's people lollybagging and sightseeing from the first lap. Yeah. And they can really slow you down at some point. Yeah, and there are people just walking into the event space. And the, the event coordinators are always like, stay off the path because there are runners coming through. Like twice yesterday, I had to be like, excuse me, behind you. Just people walking into the event. And they're not just like public there were people who were going into the event it's like you should know better and it's like get out of the way we really like the sunset series but (laughs) the other problem with the second half of the race is that it's all like a bunch of shitty little inclines yeah it's like the the first half is pretty much all downhill yeah no the first half has a little climb and then it's all down yeah yeah and and you're ripping you get to like the halfway mark of the lap as you turn in and you're flying. Yeah. And then you run through the zoo and you're like, this is cool. And then you turn around at the lizard cage. Yeah, and it's just, and everything's up. uphill from yeah. there. Um, mm. Like the first half, I think you you lose elevation. The yeah. second half, you gain it all back and then some. Yeah. But yeah, that first part of the race, it's like you're ripping down. Like I think my first, <clears throat> like my first uh, kilometer was like 339. Mm, yeah. I, I didn't that base. that's okay okay all right and so um uh, how busy was it like how many people do you estimate were in the event you were doing in the event i can tell you exactly in the event that and i was, was your doing, event first or second on the night it was first okay so you did it first okay so you could have done that event then done, gone and done the other one yeah uh mm-hmm. the event so basically i'm pretty sure that the 8k started at 
I want to say 7.30. And you started at 6.30. Yeah. Oh, well, you can do a 5K in an hour and be yeah, ready for yeah, the next yeah. one. Yeah. So in my event, <clears throat> there were... It's going to be expensive, though. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. There were 636 in in the in the in the in my event which yep. was double the amount of people that were in it last year. Yeah. Well, I think we were talking to Simon the other week about the Hobart Marathon and he said there was like what 1,500 people yeah. in total for that entire event. Yeah. So if you've got 600 odd in the 5k, do you think the second race was bigger or I think so. Right. Okay. I think so it was bigger. Okay, you you probably were in an event that was similar to the Yeah, so you you're kind of spot on with that. But well, yeah. yeah I am. Uh, well, as you do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, last year it was... It's done 150 episodes of this shit, mate. I'm not messing around. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, everybody, our 150th episode did come out. It was Zach's gear episode. As I was putting it out, I was like... Should I count this? Should I count this or should I, should I mark it as a mini? But then I was like, let me let me go look at my gear episode. And I marked my gear episode as a full episode. So I was like, oh, God damn it. So I can't mark Zach's episode as a mini. And I also did like a 40-minute episode. Yeah. Was, that wasn't a mini. That no, was a... Yeah. I just like would have been... Happy to have been part of the 150th episode. Yeah, well, no, I was kind of glad it was me solo. I cried myself asleep. Give me a chance to shine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you had 30 episodes at the start without me before I know, you even popped up. It's weird, right? Like, yeah. we have now been together longer than we were apart. That's... That's that's touching. That's really just like, I don't know how to take that. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there were 636 people in the entire 4K. And last year, yeah, it was somewhere around 300. And we'll talk a little bit about that later uh, in terms of how I did overall. Why do you think there was more people this year? I don't know. I, I kind of thought about that today. And I was like, I wonder if it was a COVID thing and mm. people were still... Because last year, people were... We were kind of coming yeah. out of it, but people were still sort of yep. iffy, uh, you know, and to the point where, you know, I think probably less people just would have signed up. I mean, same thing with the Melbourne Marathon. I think yes. this year... This year's going to be massive. Yeah. Yeah. That's rain. Oh, good. It's raining again. This is good. I'm glad that it's raining, dear listener, because I skipped track session today because it was raining. And then as I was driving over here, it was sunny and it was really, really yeah. nice. And now it's raining again. Yeah. So thank you, Melbourne, for proving I shouldn't have gone to track. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so I guess... Um, what shoes did you wear? I, oh, so Okay, this was another thing. So I wore my... I was really contemplating going back and forth. I was like, should I wear my Alpha Flies or my Vapor Flies? And I wore decisions, decisions. I, know. I wore the Alpha Flies uh, because they've been good to me. I wore mm. the same ones that I wore in the marathon, so they weren't a new pair. No, but I feel like I feel like the last time I PR'd like that sub twenty five k, I was in my Vapor Flies, and I haven't worn my Vapor Flies since the marathon. Well, no, I haven't worn the Vapor Flies since I transitioned to the Alpha Flies okay. since way before the marathon. So I haven't worn my Vapors in a long time. And I feel like I got to get out for like a 5K time trial. Maybe next time I do a 5K time trial and wear my Vapor Flies. Because I've been relying so heavily on the Alphas just because they are a little bit more cushioned and they allow you to go a little bit further. And they allow you to do things later in the run that you maybe wouldn't be able to do but you were only doing 5k's i was only you... doing 5k's mm. so i not even so i really would be curious to see because what what the vapor flies would get me like not that it's gonna ch change that much but it would just be an interesting little experiment yeah uh plus you've got 19 pairs of them sitting there so maybe yeah, exactly. start using them now and yeah, again i should probably yeah. do that i should probably mm. sell them all and then retire <laughs> <laughs> so, uh but yeah, so I wore my uh, I wore my Alpha Flies, the marathon ones, yeah. and uh, they're good. They you know they always treat me well. They 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 
they gave me a good little pop. You know, mm. I did my warm up. I did my strides. You know, I, I, in terms of what I wore, I, I took your advice. I had my Under Armour bike shorts on, but I, I made sure that I had my Modesty shorts on. Yep, good, thank uh, you. I wasn't going to, but then I was like, I can't, I can't, no. I can't come out here and rep mm. in good in, in 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 my mind. Come out here and rep without listening to what we were talking about. Yeah, so that's good. Did you wear last year's Sunset Series singlet? I did not. I wore my You Can singlet. Okay, good I promotion. To yeah, I wanted to represent them too. Mm. Uh, but I, I will say, back to the bike short thing. There are times where I won't wear modesty shorts, like at the Spartan. I won't just because less to get stuck on the barbed wire, the better. That's different though. That's yeah. an obstacle. Yes, yeah. but on know. a regular race, you're right. I, yeah, you just modesty think, short. Yeah, yeah just. Yeah. You know, cover it up a little bit. Um, you know. Although I, I gotta say, some of the people that wear those real short running shorts, like you know, the ones with the uh, yeah the the slits in the side of them, yep. I'm like, I can see your, you know. Yeah, and some ladies just run in like little tight things anyway. Yeah. So it's yeah, but there's you know, it's a little bit more contained than us blokes. Yeah, it's hanging around. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Mm. A, little, a little bit less left of the imagination. There. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what other questions do I have about before the event? Um, so you did your warm up. What time did you, what was it like in terms of space to do the warm up and everything? Oh, it was great. Because, yeah. like, right at, um, okay, so. Because there's like a grass reserve. Yeah, there's like a, there's area. Like a, oval, there's like a sports yeah. oval there, a footy oval there. Mm. And that's where I did my warm up. So, and there's plenty of room. So, like. Because no one else is doing it. No. Everyone else is just sitting around having a pre race. Exactly. Deal. I'm yeah. the smart guy. <laughs> but yeah, they were at the time that I was warming up. So I warmed up about six o'clock for. Uh, maybe a little after six o'clock, but I only warmed up for about a kilometer plus strides. Mm. And yeah, there were only maybe about four or five other people running on the oval. And for my American friends, it's a footy oval. It's a footy oval. How, how, how big is that? Oh, it depends. A couple of hundred meters. Yeah. So yeah. it's like four or five people on that thing. Not uh, the outside is like 400 meters. Yeah, probably. exactly. Yeah. 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 That's about right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I did that. And the reason I asked because I was reading on Twitter the other day. A marathon runner was asked to describe his warm-up before a marathon event and it starts like an hour in advance mm. and goes for like 45 minutes and, and at the end of it i'm like that's a track session for me yeah like what he was doing it's like that feels like a track session for me yeah see for me <laughs> that's like it's very like for a 5k like yesterday was actually an exception like normally i would warm up a little bit longer than a kilometer generally for my 5k my warm-up's almost as long as the race yeah and for like a marathon i I just dress really warm. Yeah. Get a little sweat going that way. Maybe maybe five, ten minutes of, of running in strides. We've spoken about it. Because yeah. we're not elites in the marathon events, yeah. we're going to be in that starting shoot for so long anyway. We're going to lose any real benefit. Um, we're better off just like staying warm and walking in space yeah. and keeping a little bit loose. But yeah. you're going to lose a lot of benefits from a, a an extensive marathon warm-up unless you can do it, get to the start, go. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, my 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 warm up for my five k was yesterday. Well, my mm. le- my lesson five k was relatively shorter than it should have been, but at the same time, like I was actually in sweats and um, a jacket for the most part leading up to that. So I was like, my body was warm, yeah, and that's good. I didn't want to tire myself out too much. Like, not that that's a thing, but I just felt like I didn't need a big warm up yesterday, and. Yeah. I was fine with that. All right. So I think last time you did this event, you got to start like right at the very front yeah, of the I, race. I did that this time because okay. they always say, you know, if you think that you're going to be in top 10, yep. uh, come to the front. And, you know, when I when I race something this small, like an event this small, I assume that I'm going to be somewhere in the top mm. 10, top 20 even. And 
you know, I, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility for me. So yeah, that's where I basically started right there at the beginning. And, you know, it was interesting because my mind space was in a weird place at the beginning of the race. Okay. Like evening races are funny. Yep. Because like you give me a race in the morning and like I, I'm used to working out in the morning. So yes. like I know, yeah, man, I, I got my nutrition or not and I'm good to go. Whereas in, like an evening race, I'm thinking to myself, like, did I eat enough today? Did I eat too much? Did I hydrate too much? Did I hydrate too little? Yeah. Have I done Have I done too much today? Have I been walking around too yeah. much? Have I been too active? Am I tiring myself out? Uh, and it's like, it's it's pretty wild. So, like, that's kind of going through your mind. Like, I mean, there's always things going through your mind at the beginning of a race. But that, in an evening race for me, mm. always an interesting thing. Yeah, it's so different starting an evening event. Yeah. Because you're like, what are we doing? Like, normally, you, like, you do it, and then you go have breakfast. Yeah, exactly. With this, it's like, well, what's going on? What you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's the thing, that's the yeah. other thing, is, like, at the end of the race... I what mean, do we'll, I do? We'll, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the middle of the race in a second, but, yeah. like, the end of the race was really interesting, because it's like, what now? Like, well, the whole point of this event is that they've got this village there, and everyone goes and has a beer afterwards. Yeah, It's like well, a social party club. But I don't, I don't really do that. No. And Erin wasn't there, because, you know, she was with Olivia, of course, and mm. so I was just like... All right, so I've traveled almost an hour to yeah. get here. This race that was less than twenty minutes. Yep. What I just—it's just like, and there's no, there's no. It's very unceremonious, and so it's just like, all right, I'm finished. I walk back to the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I was lucky because, like, even though Erin wasn't there, it's like she was checking up. She wanted mm. to know the updates. I gave her the updates. She mm. was really, of course, she's always supportive. Yeah. But it's just like really weird when you go for a race at that short, and it's just like mm. done. We like the Sunset Series, but they don't give a shit once it's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done that before. Like, I remember, like, the, where the zoo is from the city, I'm like, I have to get to the zoo from the city after mm. work, which is a pain in the ass. Then I finish. Then I need to get back to the city to yeah. catch public transport or pay 90 bucks for a taxi or mm. something. At the end of it, you're like, I know what you mean. It's a 25-minute race. Yeah. And it's taken me four hours of logistics yeah, yeah. And to it's go like, do it. It's interesting because it's it's literally, it's just a workout for me. Like this yeah. race I didn't put, it was just, I treated it as a midweek workout. I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't mm. happy. Like, cause it wasn't a race that I was trying to win and it wasn't a race that I was trying to necessarily PR. So it's, it's just, just, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to punish myself for like 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. That was about it. All right. So tell me, how'd you go? All yeah. right. Kick, kick it off. Take us through. Yeah. So, okay, so like I said, the race starts and it's kind of like you, you start that little bit and then you get to that downhill and it's like you're blasting like, I, I started off a little bit too quickly, but I <laughs> pulled myself back yep. uh, really, really What really did quickly. you think when you looked at your watch after the first K and you saw 3.39 or whatever? Funnily enough, I didn't look at my watch like at all. Really? At all through the entire thing, not until I finished. Just ran by feel? I just and, ran by feel. And relative to who was in front of you. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. And so I didn't know that I had PR'd anything. Like mm-hmm. I didn't PR... Like, spoilers, I didn't PR the race itself uh, compared to last year, but I did PR some distances in there, and I didn't know that until after the oh fact my. when I looked at Strava, and I was like, oh, you've done this. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Cool. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I, it was interesting because you get to those, like, those downhills, and there mm. are so many runners. Like, this is a this is a road racer's race, yes. right? So a lot of the people out there, like, you can tell. You can look at somebody and be like, yeah, you're not a trail runner. Yeah. I'm not necessarily a trail runner, but I train on trails. Yeah. And you can tell that. Like, all the downhills, you're just passing everybody. Yeah. I mean, they pass me on the flats, whatever. Yeah. But it's nice to pass people because you know you can handle those downhills. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I mean, I, I kept fading. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just so kept... <laughs> was it a race of pulses? Yeah it, yeah, it was just like a really, it's like the Melbourne Zoo race is really hard because, like we said, it just, it it starts one way, but then it finishes on those inclines and then all of a sudden you're just like, this is where you're at. And it's like, well, okay, this mm-hmm. is now, I'm relying completely on my fitness and nothing yeah. else, not my adrenaline, not anything else. And that's... For me, that's when I start to think, all right, I can see that guy. I'm going to snipe him off. Okay. And you just you start figuring out the logistics of that, and that's what helps me keep going. Now, in the last seven or eight minutes or so, I, I passed only one person. Hmm. But, it, you know, if that if this is the last seven or eight minutes of a race and you can manage to pass somebody, it's a good feeling. Especially when you're up the pointy end of the race. Yeah, yeah. If you're at the pointy end of the race, yeah, that's great. Like, you know, everybody's... I, I mean, I looked at a lot of the people that did the race and there were quite a few negative splits, so I didn't feel bad. Okay. Uh, even, I think, a couple of the top couple had some negative splits in there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Mm. Uh, so it is, you know, whatever. <laughs> but... Yeah. <laughs> The, the funny parts of the race, you, know, you, you go and once you hit the zoo, when you go into the zoo, that's when the cameraman is there. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden you're standing up straight and you're just like, oh, yeah. getting that. Trying to get you, trying to get a shot with both feet off the ground. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing I hate than when someone takes a photo of me running and both feet are on the that ground. sucks. And you look like you're walking. Yeah. I hate that. I hate it. Mm. And no matter, and it doesn't matter what you do, because no matter what type of photo they yeah. take, unless they get that perfect one, yeah. it looks like you're moving like molasses. I've never got one. I will pay $100 to the Melbourne Marathon photographers if they can get a photo of me in the air, both feet off the ground. I think... uh, No, I think I got... I think the only one I've ever gotten was at Canberra. Right, okay. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Certainly this one, I didn't have any great pictures, but... Some of the photos of me on Great Ocean Road, it looks like I'm going backwards. It looks like I'm moonwalking backwards down the hill. It's terrible. So, (laughs) yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Running photos are silly and even yeah. running videos are like like i've gotten a couple of videos of me running during races mm. and um i can't wait to see these videos because yeah. i'm like i know i was running fast and like yeah and then i look at it and i'm like what the fuck i know i, I remember when i did melbourne and i pr'd and i was like oh look here, here's the video of the halfway point and you know i was flying at this point and then it's just footage of just like bobbing heads going past the camera and i had to watch it three times before i'm like oh that's me that white cap yeah. Bobbing past, yeah. that's me. And it's just like penguins. Yeah. Dunka, 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 I'm like, dunka. I know for a fact I was running like a 415 kilometer right there. I was there. ripping my guts out at that point. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Actually, no. I was running a 339 kilometer yeah. right there, and I still look like I'm running like a nine yeah. minute kilometer. I was overreaching at that point. Yeah. Where's the credit? I was redlining like nuts. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, so, I mean, in the middle of this thing, so, like I said, I didn't I didn't PR the race, but I, uh, I PR'd my 400 meter uh, one minute and nineteen seconds. Wow, four hundred meters. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Two forty nine for my eight hundred meters, mm-hmm. and then three thirty nine for my one k, which I thought I thought I had done a faster one before. Yeah. Because it doesn't it doesn't really seem that fast. New Strava New Year. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's know. just this year's records. Could be. I don't. I don't know. I just. I felt like I had run a faster one k than that. Mm. Like even my 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 PR mile was uh six uh, sixteen hundred meters. That's was six oh seven. So I would imagine that there would have been a faster than 339 yeah. kilometer in there. Interesting. Are you paying for the new Strava subscription? Or? I am, but I wrote to them with a little bit of a bitch fest. I was like, you know, mm. you're increasing this by like 40%. Yep. What? Nothing back? 
Well, yeah, they, they wrote me a message, but it was like one of those uh, generic ones that they yeah. actually posted on their site anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, we haven't raised the price. I don't care how long yeah. you haven't raised the price for. That's not my problem. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're raising it by 40%. Well, we have more staff. I'm like, yeah, but you also now have more subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Get off Strava. There's the tip. Mm. I had someone the other day ask me if uh, they saw some of my running medals. And they were like, oh, could I follow you on Strava? And I'm like, no, you can't. I'm not on Strava. And here's the podcast where I explain why. Nice. Yeah. Nice. See, the only reason that I'm on Strava is because it's just my metrics. I like Mm. to look at my metrics and figure out what's happening. You can get that through your Garmin app. Shut up. You can. And it like costs that? you nothing. How do you like shut up? <laughs> I can't get I can't get medals on Strava. I mean Garmin. Kudos and medals and stuff. Yeah, so maybe that's not the only reason that I'm on Strava. Yeah, okay. It's the gamification. No, do you know what? Because shut up. You like the orange? Yeah. The Strava orange is better than it is. The, the, so, and this this guy said to me, he said, Yeah, the Garmin Connect UI though is terrible. I'm like, Yeah, it's not great. No, I yeah, I guess I don't like the layout of the Garmin Connect app. Yeah. It's just it is not user friendly. No. It's so that's I mean, <clears throat> I love the Garmin Connect app in the sense that I can program workouts into my phone, but yeah. I, I very rarely look at the Connect app for anything other than if I want to spy on you. Yeah. Because that's enough. the only reason that's the only way I can find you now. Cool. Yeah, because so. I'm incognito. I'm a man without a home, a ronin, wandering the lands, slowly. That's it. That was my Thanos step to get ronin out of here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Yeah. so yeah. Uh, So I guess in terms of... uh, Where are we? Uh, We're running in the zoo. Yeah, yeah, we're running in the zoo. You didn't bother fueling, I assume. No, I didn't. Okay, so fueling before the race, you know, I, I I did fuel before the race, but just... Because I need, I just wanted to eat. Like you know, I, I was hungry, so I just had a couple you can snack bars. Yep. Um, everybody, by the way, Generation You Can is the supplement company that sponsors this podcast. Of course, I've been using them for years. They use a patented super starch to get your body fueling with fat instead of anything else. And they don't use simple sugars in any of their products, which is why you can eat more of it and then you can last longer, harder, faster on your workouts. So if you want to get in on that action, Zach now is actually going to experiment with it this weekend. You can go to generationucan.com.au, use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off. Zach's going to use it. I'm going to do a complete, I've got a four and a half hour long run planned for this Sunday and I'm going to fuel exclusively with Generation UCAN. I'm going to use their salted caramel peanut type bar um, to prep before the event and then I'm going to use their their gel, their pineapple flavored gels during my training session. Yeah, I'm Um, I'm going to be really interested to see how you go and if you notice any difference in terms of energy or stomach. Exactly, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how I cope. So I'm going to be going to a course that will have lots of toilets available if I need it. Nice. Um, But hopefully I don't Um, and hopefully I keep my energy levels up. Um, but the one thing looking at it is that they have no caffeine in them, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Because mm. um, sometimes when you're doing those gels one after the other and they're all got caffeine in them, you can get a little buzzed and a little wired by the end of yeah, it. Yeah, which isn't great. But it is yeah. good to well, then again at the start have some. So oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how I go. I'll just probably have a black co- cup of black coffee yeah. before I go out and, and get my caffeine That's right, to me that way. To get my caffeine, I'll either have co- well, I have both coffee and a monster on the way to where I'm going. So, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Heading through the zoo, and this, you know, once you hit the zoo, that's about, I think it's about two kilometers in or so. Yeah. And that's when it starts to get, like, just like, okay. Twisty-turny. Yeah. Tw- yeah. Twisty-turny, timey-wimey. 
And that's kind of like, that's hard. And then, you know, you're coming out when you start to exit the zoo. That's where all the inclines start. Yeah. And it's just basically you do the that original lap again, but you don't enter the zoo. Yeah. And then you head off to the finish line. And by now, I'm like, I'm struggling. Like, not struggling, like, uh, you know, anything more than I'm just working hard. It's just like you're at you the end You your pace hadn't slowed. Well, no, it did. Oh, okay. My pace definitely slowed. So I, I definitely negative split hard this thing. Yeah. Like, I think I averaged a... Well, I averaged a 4.15 pace for the entire way. Okay. And I started out at a 3.39 pace. Right, so, okay. You, you, know. you got a lot slower. Yeah, I got a lot slower. Yeah. And that's... I, I don't know. Like, I'm not upset with that. I think it is what it is. I'm happy with the result and how I went. Uh, but it was... Yeah, it was a really... It was hard. It's like it, the, you experience when it's this fresh in my mind, it's like you experience a 5k less than 5k, a race like that. And it's like, you forget how hard and painful that is. Yeah. Like I've done 5k time trials at a similar pace that feel less bad than, than, yeah. than that does just because, you know, there's so many things involved in race day. Like you're pushing as hard as you can for that effort and, Whatever happens on race day happens, but man, you just like you get to that point where you're just like, I can't wait until this is over. Because you get to a point in a race that, that everybody gets to a point in a race that they just don't want to be out there. Yeah, yeah. They just don't want to be there. Yeah. You know, if you're running hard and you're racing, you're doing an honest effort, and you're not just there to meander and to look at the sights, you will get to a point where you just don't want to be there. And it doesn't matter how long the race is. No. It doesn't matter if it's a 400-meter loop. Mm-mm. Yeah. It, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I get to the point in my 400-meter intervals where I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, and this, you know, that's, a, you know, less intense than this feeling that I had yesterday. I was mm. just like, I don't want I don't want to be out here it's anymore. It's always about 80% in. Yeah. 80%. It doesn't matter what event it is. Yeah. 80% of the way in, that's normally the point where you're like, I could quit here. And you, that's where you've got to push. And that's where you got to push. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you got to get down. you got to get dirty. you got to get gritty. Mm. And just like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But, mm. you know, you can you can give up or you can keep going. And I, I, you know, I gritted my teeth and I pushed down as hard as I could. And put your big boy pants on over your tight pants. That's right. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get faster. No. You, you probably won't. But you just won't quit. But you just won't quit. Yeah. And, yeah. So, you know, we made it to the finish line and... So uh, four fifteen average. So what you did about a twenty one minute event? Uh, no, my my event. Uh, so I finished in nineteen minutes. So my okay, my gun time was nineteen forty six. Okay. My net time was nineteen forty four. Okay. So keeping in mind, of course, it's not it's not a full five k. No. So uh, overall, I placed thirteenth out of six hundred and thirty six. Okay. My gender, I was tenth out of two hundred and twenty seven. Okay. And for my age group, I was fourth out of 61. Wow. So. Pretty consistent top 1%. Yeah. yeah. And, but do you know what? It was funny. Like, this is now, this is now, no, I didn't PR the race, yeah. right? So yeah. last year I did the race in 1940. So this was four seconds slower. Four seconds slower. But I'm in the middle of much bigger training now. I didn't necessarily prepare for this race and I was treating it as a workout. Mm. But objectively, I improved over last year because last year, I was overall 10th out of only 369. Yeah. I was 10th out of 147 as opposed to four, uh, mm. t- uh, 10th out of 227. And my age group, sure, I was second, mm. but out of 35. So the competition level has doubled 
but you've kept the same yeah, result. Pretty much. That's pretty so good. I'm, I'm pretty so happy relative to the population, relative to the other people, you've improved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, really excited about that effort. You know, there was there are some you know, you, you get to the start line and you're like, Oh man. Mm. And this is the same thing that I struggled with last year. Like I look at these people and I'm like, these people are like looking like they're going to win. And the people that you look at that look like they're going to win generally do. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't going to be, you know, I didn't come in top 10 this year, but I came in top 20. Yep. Uh, and, you know, you I, gave it your all. I gave it my all. I'm yeah. excited about that. So I'm really, really happy with how I did. I. How know, far were you behind the person in front? Okay, so the, <laughs> yeah. Is there a story there? No, but they... Did you have a nemesis this time? Uh, I had a couple. Yep. Uh, this one dude with like, he had a Sunset Series top on from last year. He had like long curly hair and I, I, I passed him. Good. I passed him. Good. We don't like him. No, the other nemesis though, he smoked me. Okay. Day. All right. Uh, so. So what did, you, what did the winner do and everything? Yeah. So, okay. So first place male, Sam Toll, uh, 15.02. That's quick. Yeah. Uh, second place, 16.40. 30, 17, 46. Okay. So, I, you know, I was quite a bit behind them. And in terms of female, the first female, Caitlin McIntosh, came 18, 22. Good time. Jessica Campbell, 19, 12. Jesse Spinks, 19, 32. And then uh, the fourth place female, 19, 46. I beat her by two seconds. Well, she would have been right on my heels. Yeah, she would have been right behind you. Yeah. yeah. Did so. you notice that? No. No. I didn't notice much of anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, it was one of those few races where I didn't really take note of anything. I didn't look at my watch. I didn't really look at anybody who's behind me. I wasn't worried about anything other than the last like seven, eight minutes where I was like trying to snipe that one guy yeah. and I got him. <laughs> you were there to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Yeah. You were all out of bubblegum. All out of bubblegum. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like it was just like a workout. It was mm-hmm. interesting just to run a workout without having any like cause last year when I did it, I was like a little bit more invested in it. Mm. I wanted to come in in a certain point. Uh, but this year, I just wanted to get out there and get my heart rate up. And, you know, I averaged about a 171 heart rate the entire time. So it was, a, yeah. it's an honest effort. And, yeah, so I guess... So you weren't quite... You weren't close to blowing up. No, I wasn't... No, like, I I was right where I should have been. Mm, you know? Okay. I mean, I mean, when you're running a, a hard short race you're always kind of close to blowing yeah, yeah. up but but yeah so i mean now we're just gonna we're starting under the ocrs type workouts and you know i'll do intervals mixed with like grip switches and burpees and uphills and kind of because that's that's my first a race of the year yeah. the spartan so when's that that's in three weeks far out three weeks from saturday three weeks from saturday yeah. second race of the year first ocr race yeah. of the year that's crazy mm-hmm. Uh, so I really, I really am excited about that. So Aaron and Olivia are coming. Olivia's going to run the kids race on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's basically the next few weeks are just going to be hardcore OCR runs. And I saw workouts. you were practicing your hangs and stuff yeah. the other day and trying to see how long you could just sort of stand, you know, swing along and yeah. keep your grip going. So yeah. mm. it's, it's, we're getting like, Kirk has got me doing some really good grip strength and it's like, He's also gonna give. He's also giving me some stuff that's going to get me get my heart rate up from a run, and then all of a sudden have to do some carries or some lunges or some uh, pull ups or grip switches and really 
working on that system, which I think is going to be good. Because that's the thing. Like, And I was listening to Kirk talk about his race. So Kirk, everybody, DeWint, he's my coach. He actually won his Spartan Elite wow. uh, race this past weekend. So congratulations, dude. And then he came in second for the 5K. So he won the Super. He came in second for the, for the sprint. Uh, and it was interesting. He was talking. It's like, you know, you're out there. And as fast as a runner you may be, because hmm. he's a fast runner, like his 5K is like 1530-something. Yeah, wow. You will do yourself a disservice if you don't work on the grip stuff, if you don't work on the stuff that really gets you to engage like your whole body that makes you go, Hoo! Yeah. you know, because that's the stuff that can seize you up. So uh, that's the Valsalva maneuver, like stuff that, that that system that kicks in when you pick up something heavy. So if you don't work that into your intervals, it's like... Yeah, great. You're a runner, but the fastest runner isn't always going to win. No, well, it actually very rarely wins the Spartan race. It's an obstacle course first, yeah, and a race second. If yeah, you can't get through the obstacle course. Exactly, it don't matter. Right. Mm. So I mean, really, it's funny. It's like, yeah, your legs are going to be tired, but then, mm. I mean, how often are you actually on your legs on a lot of those obstacles, like yeah. the climbs? You know, you you have full long seconds where your feet are actually not even touching the ground. So it's like. It's everything else. Yeah. Okay, so I can see why you're not bothering with the other Sunset Series events if you've got an OCR in three weeks. Yeah. 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 It's not like... it. Yeah, it's not a big one. I mean, it's a sprint, so it's the 5K. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know, I am I just want to focus on a few. Like, I've got my 2A races this year, which is the sprint, yeah. and then the Melbourne Marathon. Yeah. The Brimbank is for fun. <laughs> the <laughs> Run Melbourne is going to be a workout. Yeah. The... And that's it. Is that it? I think that's it for you. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So, so how are you feeling about Brimbank in, we worked it out before, six weeks from now is the Brimbank 50. How's your long distance running? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not bad. Like, um, What's the longest run you've done? Uh, 26 kilometers. Okay. So, yeah. you know, not not awful. So, it's going to be crunch time. Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not feeling bad about it. Like. You're not, uh, you're not worried about finishing it. I'm not worried about finishing it. I'm not... It's the time. How long Yeah, time? I don't know that I'm going to... I don't I don't think I'm going to... I think I'm going to do it in under, under three hours. Three hours? Yeah. You're going to do the Brimbank 50K in under three hours? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm just okay. going to go out there and set a record. Brett, get the medal ready because, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't point anyone else showing up. No, I think, uh, realistically, I, you know, I think I have a good chance of getting on under five hours, but I think a goal would be under five and a half yeah, you know, uh, I'd love to cross it in under five hours. I'd love for both of us to do that because I know that that's what you want to do. Mm. Uh, I'd love to beat you. And yeah, we crossed under five hour, and Dean's been there for an hour going. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you guys doing? Yeah, where you been? Yeah, what are you guys doing? I think I think if like best case scenario, if we were like neck and neck, I'd have to let you win. If we're going under five, yeah. Okay, I feel like there's nothing stopping me going under five if there's a chance of that. Yeah, I will. I will step on your neck if I have to. That's fair. Yeah, I'll let um, you do it because like, this is your baby. I also don't know how we're going to go because um, it's only six weeks away. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like you, my longest run. I've been doing some hill training, and you know, I've been doing good back to backs on Saturdays and Sundays. So my mileage is good, and I'm cross training on the bike all yeah, the time. That's so. the thing. Like mm. my 26 kilometers last week, uh, but I've been doing a lot of volume. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm running anywhere between 60 and 80 kilometers a week. So it's like, and there's a lot of uphill running, a lot of trail running. So it's like, the volume is there. I just haven't yet put in anything longer than 26 at one shot. That's what I'm worried about as well. I mm. feel like I've got a really good level of 
movement and fitness and not feeling injured and feeling strong, but I haven't tied it together. I mean, even like I, I went out on the weekend with Omar and we did three and a half, three hours, 15 minutes or so, but it was a lot of hill work, a lot of hiking work, a lot of technical work. Yeah. So there was only towards the end we actually got a good run on. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm getting time on legs, but the time on legs isn't translating to distance. Yeah, but so. see, it's interesting because it's like the time on legs, though, it's like you're building that. We, we are both building that on in the volume, mm. in the uphill stuff. And it's like with the 50K, it's not like we're going to go out there and try to use the same system as we would for the 5K. So I feel like... I feel like... I mean, we're both going to start getting in longer runs, yes. of course, but I think that just the volume alone is enough to kind of carry us pretty far. Yeah. yeah. I, I am relying a lot on training on tired legs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and so though this weekend, it'll be tomorrow, I'll do my commute back and forth to work on the bike, and then I'll get out Saturday morning and I'll do 25Ks or so yeah. Saturday morning, and then I'll back it up with between 25 and 30 on Sunday. Beast. So that'll be a 50K weekend. Yeah. But the second one, like the, the, the running will be on the Saturday. Yeah. The Sunday will be the hill work, the tired legs, the trying to walk down some steps without rolling my damn ankle, mm. which I seem to be doing every Sunday at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I did that for a, a, quite a while. Oh. Like leading up to the marathon, actually, I just kept rolling the damn thing. Mm. And you know what I did the other day? I was riding back from work and for months I'd been sitting there going, I think my bike seat is a little low. I don't feel like I'm getting proper extension when I pedal. Mm. So I'm just going to raise my bike seat up a centimeter or so. But by raising it up a centimeter or so, I'm now pedaling with my lower legs differently. And so I was getting calf cramps Bummer. all the time because I'm like extending yeah. and stretching the muscle more. And so I think ultimately it will be a good thing yeah, yeah, yeah. to stretch out. But geez, whilst my muscles get used to actually a fuller range of motion, yeah. it's cramps that I'm going to have to deal with. So, well, there you mm. go. And that's, that's the thing is getting mm. that different range of motion. Working those different muscles. Yep. Uh, you know, I've got my, my workouts this weekend. Um, Friday will be tomorrow. Um, seven minutes easy run followed by three minutes hard carry. Yep. So I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do that on the treadmill or if I'm going to just do that at the 400 meter oval around my house. Just run and then pick up the, uh, a, I have like a 30 kilogram sandbag and just run with that for three minutes and just repeat that for 50 minutes. So five rounds of that basically. Yep. Very OCR. And then the next day is going to be, again, OCR intervals where it's like on the treadmill, 15% incline, go for 90 seconds, hard, get off, do something that simulates an obstacle, and then repeat that. It's different obstacles after every 90 seconds or so, and then repeat that for like however long. So it's like, it's not long, but it's laborious yeah. and tough on the muscles that need to be worked. Yep. And definitely working some systems. So. I don't even think this weekend, between Friday and Saturday, I'll go, I don't know that I'll even hit 25 kilometers. Yeah. But it's going to be hard, though. It's going to be technical stuff. It's going to be technique stuff. Yeah. 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 And I'm also getting used to running with gear again. I'm getting used to fueling again. That's a good point. So yeah. building all that up as well. Yeah. So. I got to do that. Hmm. I've, got, I've got to work. Yeah, I think it's, it's five weeks until my next event, Yep. which is the Warburton. So I realistically, the thing is though, because I've got because of the way I'm doing these events, there is not going to be a taper. No, there's going to be no taper for me. I'm, I'm legitimately thinking four weeks from now, the Friday, I will probably run home from the city. That'll be like a 33k run. Yeah. And at that point, I've got a week until my Warburton event. I'll just do normal training. I think the best yeah. thing for you to do is to go back and listen to our episodes on your recaps of Warburton and 
yes. this thing and figure out what it was that you did leading up that you did wrong? Because yeah. I remember you saying, if I could do differently next year, this is what I will do. I should I, go back and do that. I think you should do yeah. that. Like now while we're thinking about it, like just listen to those episodes and yeah. figure out what it is that you need to do. So that, cause I know, I know it. I remember you saying something like, yeah, I relied on doing this, mm. but that really didn't work. I think my problem with Brimbank last year was I didn't turn up to do it. That would be, I think that was a big problem. That was a big problem for that. Yeah, yeah. It really impacted my time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It also impacted my wallet cause I paid for a damn entry that I didn't use. Oh, you did too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. I canceled like at the last moment cause of mm. family shit. Yeah. yeah. That'll happen. Fingers crossed we get to it this time. Indeed. Yeah. All Indeed. right. Well, I got nothing else. You got anything else? No, I got nothing else either. Um, look forward to next week. We'll see how my Generation You Can taste test goes. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about I'm that. I'm going to keep some detailed logs on how I feel. Like, you know, what's, what does it taste like the first time versus what does it taste like the fourth time Exactly. I try and put down one of those gels. Yeah. It's either going to be a an entire episode of an ad read or an entire episode of a roasting yes yeah so we could be losing our sponsor next week could be yeah so that's exciting new sponsors we're open for business bummer they just paid for my races too <laughs> okay let's not do that <laughs> i've noticed, i've had generation you can stuff before so I've, I've had their bars before oh yeah i haven't had their gels because their gels are relatively new yeah but i've definitely had their bars before and the thing i've always said about their bars is small package but lots of flavor lots of stuff in there like, yeah it's you sit there and you go, oh, this isn't going to fill me up. And two hours later, you're like, I'm still good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's interesting then. Mm. Uh, so there you go. Mm. Well, look, everybody, that's all we've got today. So, yeah, like Zach said, keep in touch. Listen next week. We'll have some awesome stuff for you there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of my race recap of the Sunset Series at the Melbourne Zoo brought to you by Soul Motive. Hope to catch you out there on the roads, the treadmills, and the trails, or even at the zoo, going above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We'll catch you next time.